Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Moonshot NFT podcast. It's great to see you. And so this is the podcast where we aim to bring you a breakdown of the cryptic world of NFTs designed for the everyday investor without all the confusing jargon and BS. I'm, of course, Elliot, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Matt. Great to have you with us, Matt. Hello. And earlier this year, we both together co-founded our own private NFT investment club. It's called the Moonshot DAO. That's D-A-O. And so DAOs are very common in the crypto space. The uprising of NFTs over the last 12 months has led to an explosion in these DAOs appearing across the marketplace. And so if you're a new investor just dipping your toe into the world of NFTs, you will definitely come across this DAO terminology at some point. And so before we go any further with this podcast, we thought it'd be a good idea just to break down what the hell is a DAO so you all have a firm understanding. So the DAO, it's an acronym and it stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And so put simply, a DAO is a system developed to distribute decision-making, management and entity ownership, i.e. it's an organization of sorts where instead of being governed by a centralized party, the power and the governance is held by all of the members of the DAO. And so that's the textbook definition. But Matt, of course, you've co-founded a DAO and you've joined another DAO. So why did you do this? <laughs> Good question. Good question, because actually I really, I was involved in one community group once and really didn't enjoy it at all. I played the treasurer role, which was painful, but mostly painful because decisions don't get made. And I, it's just thinking about it, especially hearing you describe it again then it's i still find it surprising that i'm as interested in this as i am because certainly in our in my kind of work life i like to be in charge and i like to make decisions and i like the fact i can make decisions without actually consulting many people and certainly not it's not that much of a democratic <laughs> scenario because essentially that just slows things down or everyone gets a vote and an opinion and so i've yeah outside of this new world of nfts i would be quite against such a thing. <laughs> but firstly, took me a while to realize what it was. As you rightly suggested, the first sort of, I reckon must be at least six months of being involved in NFTs and certainly NFT kind of Twitter following, saw it, referred to a lot, didn't have a clue what it was. But the more I read about it, learned about it, you start to realize the benefits. And especially, I think fundamentally, the reason why we decided that the Moonshot DAO was a good idea was because the really good NFT projects that we wanted to be a part of and buy into got incredibly expensive. And putting a DAO together was essentially a way of doing that as a group of individuals rather than trying to do stuff on our own. Because, yeah, some of the projects that we talked about in the last episode, and I'm sure will crop up in future episodes as well, it got to a point of unless you were going to throw... 10, 15, 20,000 plus dollars or pounds, you couldn't get in. Having, bringing people together to enable a kind of team effort, if you like, just made it possible to buy, to buy into these, to these bigger projects. So yeah. I think that's when, you know, the pros and cons to team things versus individual <laughs> things, of course, when it comes to an investment club, as you describe it, like the more of you there are, the better stuff you can buy. Mm -hmm. It was a very obvious choice for us to make and the beauty of DAOs in this world are you can talk to it more so than me because you were more involved in the actual practical setup of it but there's so much just that's 
already there you, you just gotta you can start it and yeah follow. It's, it's very easy to start a DAO and in fact anyone listening could quite comfortably probably go and start a DAO within the next hour but it's very interesting what you say because uh, with the Moonshot DAO it was very clear what happened with the explosion of NFTs so early on was that there was this big influx of cash into this ecosystem where in reality there were only a handful really of projects where all of this money was going towards and as you touched upon all of the sort of cool nft projects that were gaining a lot of momentum gaining a lot of hype looked very promising just shot up in price like you've never seen before and so of course this meant that nfts was very much a wealthy man's game and if you were the average joe who just wanted to stick a couple hundred quid in and see what you could get it just became impossible to get near any of the good projects that had any sort of caliber and any sort of real longevity. And so that was the core rationale for why we wanted to start a DAO because we had a small group of friends and some family who were all growing and having this growing interest in the world of NFTs. But as you said, none of us are going to just go and chuck 10, 15, 20,000 pounds at a random NFT, absorbing all the risk, and then obviously just having to front up all that cash. It's just very not accessible to unless you're in like the top 1%. And so us being able to create this DAO enabled us to pool all of this money together so we could then form this little alliance and vote and choose how we want to spend that money and what we want to buy so it really opened up a whole new world of investment opportunities for us and the DAO was just the system that enabled it because you know it's one thing friends pooling money together and just transferring it to someone's bank account but then you're going to get into a, a whole rabbit hole of issues and potential risk and so this is where it all ties back to the blockchain and the smart contract element of things which meant we were all able to in essence deposit our money into a secure pool two of us are allocated as the treasurers the people who hold the keys to the money and only when there's been a vote for us to act on how we want to spend the money is the treasurers then able to actually go and execute that transaction so this is all made possible through the world of the smart contracts and it takes away the risk of one of your friends or maybe someone you don't even know that well running off with all the money and actually creates a secure ecosystem that enables this sort of thing to take place which prior to the blockchain and this sort of technology was just very difficult to come by. It puts the structure to it, doesn't it? It mm-hmm. means that there is a structure, there's a way of doing it. And maybe now's a good time to talk through the way it's done because this is for this level of, let's go into the how it's actually done because one other good thing about it was it enabled, as you say, us to get, we'd been talking to friends and family about NFTs for several months before, but of course they hadn't had perhaps the positive experience that we had but they were interested enough to want to be, they were intrigued, they were happy to get involved to a, some to a large extent, some to a lesser extent, but, but this was a way of them being able to make a small investment in it and, it, uh, and only an investment they were willing to potentially lose, and that's an, an important part <laughs> about any investing in NFTs at the moment, that's a sensible starting point. <laughs> but it meant, that, it meant also that they were doing it with a group of people that they had a bit of confidence 
knew more about it than them. They didn't have to make every single decision themselves because in a new world like this, that's the benefit to doing it as a group. What I don't like about it in, in, in our business world is lots of differing opinions. In this new world where no one really knows, let's face it, mm. we're all just doing this for the first time. It's actually helpful to have all those different 100%. opinions. It's I mean, not it's just the... to have those different opinions yeah. of business too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But yes, it's not it's... just the pooling of the financial assets, but yeah. actually the pooling of the, the knowledge thoughts. and also yeah. attention because, you know, me and you, we both run businesses as well and trying to stay on top of what's going on in NFT land is mental yeah, every day one. there's a million things that are going on and so it's very you have to very much have your finger on the pulse if you want to get really far with the world of nfts and so by having yeah. a group with a shared mission and a shared goal we're pulling together that attention and that knowledge which definitely makes the whole yeah. thing a lot easier exactly so talk through how do we do it because perhaps someone will listen to this and want to give it a go why shouldn't they 100 um, what how did you start it where did you go to so it all started for us because I'd heard about DAOs and thought they were cool. But then one day I came across a piece of software called Syndicate. And so shout out to Syndicate because this is a platform that enables anyone to create their own decentralized autonomous organization on the Ethereum blockchain. And it is just magnificently simple and very well executed. And so when I realized that all of a sudden it became very easy for us to actually build the mechanics behind this DAO and set it up. That was when we pressed go and the moonshot came to life. But how long did that take you? Did you have to read up about it before? Did it take a long time? Because actually, I don't know that bit. Yeah. So it all started off when I saw a YouTube video from Giancarlo Buys Tokens, who's my favorite NFT YouTuber. So shout out to him. And yeah, so he raised the syndicate platform. And so I spent an afternoon really going through the syndicate platform and seeing what is possible. I then actually went through the process because as with all sorts of new technology you don't you might think you know it but until you've actually gone through and done it don't know it and inevitably something will happen so that afternoon i probably spent two or three hours just reading up on it and watching a few videos that they had and then i went through and created in essence a dummy dow and just did a test run of basically creating my own um token and DAO and the smart contract and deploying it and blah blah blah, blah. so i spent like a hundred dollars but just of the fees to set up this dummy dow and so after that, I felt like I had the confidence in the system. And so how it works is very fascinating. And so the way the syndicate platform works is you're able to create your own organization and it sits on the Ethereum blockchain because the main mechanism with this DAO and how it works is that you connect, in essence, a treasury wallet. So you make a new wallet in our case, and that is the treasury wallet that gets connected to this platform. So when everyone comes along and deposits their funds, that's where it goes. And Same so, kind of a wallet, just like a MetaMask wallet? Yes, it was Except, indeed a MetaMask yeah. wallet. So that's where all the funds are going to go into. But what Syndicate allows you to do then is create your own token. And this token is very important. And so in the case of the Moonshot DAO, our token was just called the Moon token, of course. And so this token, in essence, acts as one share in the Moonshot DAO. And we are then able to set a time period. So for the Moonshot DAO, I think we had 60 days or so where it was open to deposits. And it was a simple web link that people could go to. And what they're able to do then is connect their MetaMask wallet because you can't deposit in, in cash. It has to be in USDC, which is just a stable coin. So tied to the dollar. And every basically every $1 that you deposited, you got rewarded one Moon token. So if I came along and invested $1,000, then I got 1,000 moon tokens. And these moon tokens then form a very important part because the moon tokens, as I said, represent your stake of equity in the DAO. 
So let's say there's $100,000 that were raised and I put in 1,000, I would in essence have 1% of the DAO mm -hmm. and the 1,000 moon tokens. And so how these moon tokens are then used and why it then facilitates the whole running of the DAO is because this is your equity. So once those funds have been deposited and once we've started buying NFTs and eventually selling them and cashing out, the whole point of our DAO is to generate a positive return on investment for our holders. And so let's say we have our $100,000 um, invested and then after two years, that's now worth $200,000. I still own the 1% stake and so I'm able to then basically be paid out a proportionate amount of the new DAO treasury worth based on my original holdings, like you would if you had stocks in a company and then the company grew in value and then you sold your stocks. It's the same system. So that's very important. The other element that the token is really important is because that acts as our voting rights. Because of course, DAO is decentralized. So anyone who's a member of the DAO has got a voice. Now, not all voices are equal because one moon token equals one vote. And so if I put in a thousand dollars, had a thousand moon tokens, I've got a thousand votes. But if Matt put in 10,000 US dollars, he's got 10,000 moon tokens and therefore 10,000 votes. So the more you put in, the more invested you are in the DAO, the stronger your voting equity. So I think that is fair in the grand scheme yeah, of things. Yeah, and we, um, but we set it up in a way that there was a maximum any one person could put in, right? So yes. that no one could have an overwhelming majority of votes compared with everyone else. Precisely. So in our DAO, we set it up so that no one could own more than 30% of the DAO because then we didn't want anyone to get near having a definitive vote yeah. and having some tyrannical person come in and wreak havoc. And so we we're able to set those parameters using our platform and it's all fine and dandy. And we were also clear on to those people who we talked about getting involved in the DAO just to set expectations it was on the basis of keeping the money keeping our money in there for probably around at least two to three years knowing that it's over that sort of time frame that we could that we were that we that we hope we'll see the best return right? yeah 100 percent. we made it very clear from the outset that this is a two to five year play really mm -hmm. and that if you are looking for a quick return on investment, then this definitely wasn't the opportunity for you. And so that's why this was so appealing, as you said, for a lot of our family members and friends who had heard about these NFTs, but were not sure about them, but really just wanted to dip their toe in with a very small percentage of their net worth and be able to spread and mitigate that risk. Yeah, and I think having done it, and another reason that I was particularly interested in it in the first place was having started to talk to more friends and family about NFTs and certainly our experience with them. It, we j it just became obvious that as we do these things as a group, it's more, it's just more fun. It's, it's it, it was fun. already taking over a lot of conversations. <laughs> certainly every time we met up outside of normal work that we do together as well, like it, it, <laughs> it got distracting to a point <laughs> sometimes, didn't it? Cause it was just all new and it's exciting. And it's interesting. And, and so actually the kind of collective group that have got involved in the moonshot it's been a lot of fun just going through it together and helping people learn about it and much even more enjoyable this it was enjoyable for the first six to nine months when we were charlotte and i were doing it on our own it was good fun but like actually doing it as a group is just 
more enjoyable, right? 100%. That's definitely been a big part of the Moonshot DAO. And as we've discussed with our plans to really progress the DAO over the next year or so, a big part of it is not just the NFT investing and us trying to acquire these blue chip NFTs that we think will appreciate in value and generate a positive return for everyone involved, but to also sharing those experiences together because everyone has a vote in the moonshot. Whenever we want to buy something or sell something, anyone can propose this and it goes live and there's a 24-hour window where everyone can cast their vote. And then after that, if we're all, if there's one clear majority winner, then that gets actioned and we're on to the next thing. And so we've got our little Discord channel where we're always discussing, throwing around ideas and occasionally jump on the old Zoom call as well. But then certainly the most interesting and fun aspects are when we meet up in real life, which is fairly frequent. And as of recent, we've been going to a few other NFT meetups and so on and so forth, which is excellent because in this very weird world of NFTs, doing it sat by yourself on your computer at home, whilst there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's so much more entertaining when you are able to bounce ideas off other people, you're able to just chat through things because there's been plenty of times where something I thought was a really good idea that I was ready to <laughs> chuck a load of money at has yeah. then been like, someone's just said a point and I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. That would have been a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, and I think on that point, it's it means, it leads to deeper conversations because... It's like anything, when people have got like skin in the game, discussions around what do we buy, what do we not buy, what do we bid for, when your own money's involved, like it matters. And so it's so much more, people are more engaged because it's not just a surface level conversation over like, what do you think about this project or have you looked at this one? When it gets to that point of, yeah, but we're going to buy one. It's just, it's, it's just more interesting. It's fascinating. And you learn about the people, you learn about, you see it from different perspectives, which is definitely the helpful part of a, doing it as a group, not just on your own. And it just makes it so much more interesting. It's fascinating. And it's been great because our, in the Moonshot DAO, we've got a very diverse range of people mm -hmm. that are a part of it. Yeah. Friends and family. Got my younger brothers in it, for example, who's just finished his GCSEs. And then I'm in a business mastermind group as well, where we meet every eight weeks or so, uh, me and eight other business owners to chat all things business. And a few months ago, as NFTs were becoming an increasingly important part of my life, I was chatting to a lot of them about it and it really piqued a lot of their interest. A whole really diverse range of people with a whole different mix of businesses. And I just loved how the conversation just evolved over time. Many of them joined the day and then we would just be having conversations trying to figure out how can how we think this NFT technology is going to disrupt various spaces in the future and trying to isolate like new business use cases for it and thinking about how they might use NFTs in their business. And all this is very interesting conversation, which really just starts to get you thinking in lots of exciting new ways. So definitely opened many doors for us in that sort of aspect as well. No, absolutely. Let's talk about some other DAOs then that we've learned about that we're aware of that people might want to do a bit of research on mm -hmm. just to find out more about why DAOs would be set up in the first place and kind of what's the benefit of them. 100%. Um, let's go into some of them. Yeah, because the Moonshot DAO, NFT investment DAO, so we are a DAO that looks to acquire NFTs. But there are many different ways and possibilities for these DAOs to be used. And there are some truly fantastic examples that I've come across. So I was fortunate enough to have dinner with a group of gents a few weeks ago. And one of the guys I was chatting to is helping create a movie DAO. And so it's called Movie DAO. And he's working with a very famous Hollywood director, of which I'm unable to disclose the name. But this is a DAO which will be selling NFTs in the near future. It's not launched yet, to my knowledge. And the purpose of this DAO is to, in essence, crowdfund enough funding to 
create a Hollywood blockbuster film. And so when the movie DAO goes live, people will be able to buy a movie DAO NFT for however much. And then all of those funds are going to go into producing this film, which that in and of itself is fairly cool. I'm not sure whether the holders will actually have equity in terms of the film when it goes live and will they get, you know, percentage of the revenue uh, as I think that would be very cool and the perfect use case for this kind of stuff but where it gets really entertaining is of course all those people in the movie down I get to decide who directs it what script writers they bring on what actors they employ how the plot should ultimately go and so whilst it will be spearheaded by famous Hollywood director now inevitably get some very good people on it the people who've contributed to it and joined it are going to be able to have their little say along the way. Because they essentially have a vote, right? Because they in have the a same vote. same sort of way. We vote what NFTs we're going to buy. They would vote what happens in the movie. That exactly, I which see. I just think is fantastic. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses. Could make and or break the film. <laughs> I think either way, I'll definitely be going to the cinema to see that <laughs> when it comes out. But then there's another DAO, very famous DAO, Matt, that both you individually are a part of and also the Moonshot Dow has joined by a very famous YouTuber, Mr. Logan Paul. Yeah, this is fun. And I didn't have a clue about Logan Paul <laughs> six months ago or maybe six, nine months ago for sure until one of the other members of our Moonshot CVP, as we affectionately know him. He shared Logan Paul's project, right? A new project called 99 Originals and fascinating project, Logan Paul's 99 days essentially having loads of fun by the <laughs> looks of it traveling around the world taking over 4,000 polaroid pictures and then of all sorts of like random fun crazy experiences it really <laughs> when you watch there's now a, i don't know if you've seen it there's a video there's like a 40 45 minute video on youtube now of the of the each entire one journey. Of the, yeah the entire wow. journey and it's fascinating and it yeah what a life but he essentially chose his favorite 99 polaroid pictures and released one of them a day for 99 days just about that were then auctioned as nfts but collectively by buying one of these or winning one of the bids for one of the 99 original not only did you get the uh, nft and you get the physical polaroid if you claim it but you also get a seat or a, a voting one percent vote within the originals dow so this will be logan paul dow that he you know interestingly one of the latter i think one of the final five of the 99 originals he bought himself or he gave to himself no he did buy himself actually sorry so that he has his one percent vote as well as just because it's his dow he's got to also be a token yes. holder mm -hmm. as a, to, to have a vote and you could buy multiple if you wanted to you could uh, they went for some money a lot of them would have cost you but you could buy i think We've seen some people that have bought three, uh, I think individually is the most I've mm -hmm. seen, but the majority of people just own one. But that gives them a 1% vote in this DAO. All of the sales of the NFTs, 50% of the total value that they earned through the auction process when each one of them was sold, that went into this DAO treasury. So that's like now sitting at above $2 million. And so this is the kind of community treasury that, that in time the DAO will get to decide what they buy. And we're yet to learn what his plans are. And I guess we've gone into this both through the Moonshot Down, as you say, we've done it as well. On the faith, I suppose, that Logan Paul is <laughs> going to pull it up. He knows what he's doing. But yeah. I'm pretty confident in that respect, especially we, the, it was just great timing, really. Uh, we learned about the project and then we went to VCon. Logan Paul spoke on stage at VCon. So we <laughs> obviously heard from him directly. Uh, he explained a bit about the project then as well, and so it was easy to get more 
drawn into it and piqued her interest for sure. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see what he does with that DAO or see what we decide to do with that DAO because we've got a vote, right? 100%. And there's a, it's similar to the Moonshot DAO, there is a Discord, Logan Paul's Discord or the Originals Discord that people converse about what the potential plans could be. People are throwing around ideas already. It's going to be fascinating. And I think one of the reasons similar to the some of the benefits we've already talked about in terms of the Moonshot DAO, but a bit broader speaking one of the reasons we wanted to get involved was because of the people that we might meet we've already had some conversations online through discord with some of the other members of the DAO because there's a private chat for holders holders only and so we've already virtually met some of them and and he's said that he's very likely to hold like in-person events sees it he's described it as a bit like a mastermind group but you've already mentioned that you're in a mastermind group for your business and so he's made suggestion as well that he wants to get people together to bring like-minded people together to come up with good ideas and decide how to use, how to invest that money to grow it so i think it's it's got a very exciting future and it would be fascinating to see what he does which i'm sure once we know that we'll talk about in future episodes as well because 100%. it's going to be interesting 100% yeah it's a very cool project what he's done logan paul and i think regardless of your opinion of him he's been through a a very interesting character arc over the last three or four years because of course it peaked with his controversy a number of years ago with some dodgy YouTube videos that he was filming which we're not going to go into but since then he's thoroughly revived himself his public image and now he's launched this very cool project and yeah the moonshot was very pleased to be able to get involved in that as you said these 99 original NFTs went for varying prices. Some of them you simply get the vote and that's your membership to the DAO, but others had some interesting perks tied to them. So for example, one of them was the holder of this NFT would be able to come and view and well, be a guest on the Impulsive podcast, which is his obviously podcast that he has on YouTube with a huge audience. And so that one I think went for 165 yeah, ETH or, yeah, yeah. or something crazy. And yeah. for context, the Moonshot DAO we got ours for, it was 25 ETH in the end, and it wasn't one without any perks. But they all went for somewhere between, I think, 12 on the low side yeah. up to in the many hundreds, which was ridiculous. And now that's all 50% of it sat in a treasury ready to be deployed. And it was quite interesting, his mechanism of distributing these NFTs, because they are, were all individually unique. And so for 99 days, he auctioned one off every single day. So every single day, a new auction began and a new Originals was revealed, which was definitely the only project of its kind to have a selling mechanism like that. And it certainly garnered a long streak of interest. I think it's very promising that he was able to still have this success and raise this money during like probably the worst time to launch yeah. an NFT project because it was immediately, basically when he launched his project, the whole market Everything crashed went and it stayed down <laughs> and it's still going down now. So the fact is managed to maintain that momentum throughout is very impressive. And I think there's a very optimistic outlook for the future. And I'm certainly from a personal perspective, I do believe that with Logan Paul at the reins, his network, his connections, how he lives his life certainly bodes well for some very potentially exciting things that he'll do with that DAO, but also just the size of his audience. I think this is going to be a real big play in terms of just broadening the awareness of crypto, of NFTs, of DAOs, because he's got an audience of millions and millions, and now he's branching off into all sorts of different things, wrestling and boxing and whatever it might be, just tapping into all these new audiences, which inevitably will trickle through into the world of NFTs and his down. Yeah, and I think even with the handful, the small number at the moment of 
meetups that we've been to now that over the last few months in-person sort of meetups are happening more than certainly more than they were before that just the thought of between 60 and 80 people within that DAO who all have very different backgrounds and stuff and different businesses and different interests but this common interest in this project and being members of this DAO I think it's going to be fascinating just to to meet some of them Mm -hmm. and 100% who knows where what can come from that i think it's that that's one of the most exciting parts for me for sure 100 percent, and we look forward to seeing where that goes now one more worthy dow that i wanted to mention was just a fantastic story so there was a dow created and it was called the constitution dow and so this was a dow founded with a sole purpose of obtaining they wanted to buy an original first print of the u.s constitution which in and of itself, is mental. So they got word that this US Constitution was going to be auctioned off at Sotheby's, famous auction house. And naturally, it was going to go for many millions. And this guy just decided that he wanted to pull together some resources with a few other Constitution fanatics and have a dig at trying to win and buy this famous piece of history. So this DAO was created, the Constitution DAO, and the interest in it was insane. They had over 17,000 people sign up and join. On average, they put in $200 each, so very accessible. And this meant that the Constitution Dow was able to turn up to the Sotheby's auction with $45 million that they had raised ready to bid on this U.S. Constitution. Now, it's a bittersweet story because unfortunately they were outbid, (laughs) which was a tremendous shame. But again, the nature of the Dow meant that they were all able to claim their refunds and get their funds redistributed very simply with no risk involved or like expensive fees from middlemen. So that was a good use case from that. But just a wonderful story of people pulling together for a single epic goal and just another use case of doubts. And there's plenty more that exist out there. So... I think then it's good to talk about, we've discussed a lot of the pros of DAO, us being able to pull together financial resources, us tapping into each other's knowledge share, the potential community and networking effects that they have. And then of course, how the technology enables, uh, well, is able to facilitate this and mitigate a lot of the risk from doing it with traditional, our regular money and sending pounds to each other and all that malarkey. But it's not all plain sailing for DAOs. There's definitely some cons and definitely some areas for improvement. What would you say, Matt, is the biggest con you've come across so far with your interaction with DAOs? I think one of the most challenging things so far in my experience is it's another thing you have to pay attention to and remember and think about. Because if you can, I certainly in the Moonshot DAO and I guess in most DAOs, you can put your money in and then take a very backseat passive. You, you don't have to get involved. Which we have many of in the Moonshot now. Very true. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just it's certainly not what I would choose to do because I want to take a more active involvement in it. But that is, that's a, there's a downside to that in in itself in that it then takes time and you've got to be like you've got to be able to put that time aside and put that time into it and it's like anything if you want to make the best of something or grow something from out of or move something from point a to point b like it's going to take work it's going to take some action it's going to take some time and you've got to be disciplined enough to put time aside and make time for it and i think that's that's an important thing just to decide where you want to be do you want to be someone that's just going to Put, get involved and then take a back seat just see what other people or do you want to go full on go all in and 
take an active role in it and and see what that brings. And 100%. so, yeah, part one for me. And I um, think just to build on that, because I think the time aspect is a big part of it, because not only are you paying attention, it's one more thing in your life alongside running a big business, yeah. but also the nature of DAOs and the fact that we are giving everyone involved a vote means that there has to be a suitable time period for everyone to cast that vote. And DAOs are definitely not designed for quick and agile decision-making because every decision in the case of the Moonshot DAO and the case of many other DAOs, everyone has to have a chance to cast their vote. And if you've got dozens or hundreds of members across the world in different places, there needs to be a suitable window for them to cast their vote. And so I know we've, for the Moonshot DAO, originally we have a 24-hour window And so we've actually now implemented a shorter time window when we're proposing something that is a transaction that's going to be less than 10 ETH in volume. Because in the world of NFTs where things move really quickly, I think there's a couple of times where we wanted to make a move and there was a proposal that went through. But by the time the 24-hour window for people to vote had passed, the opportunity had gone and we'd missed it. And that can be very frustrating. And that can be very yeah. frustrating because yeah. some of those opportunities can be two, three, four, five, ten 10x opportunities in very short windows of time, which is like the total unique part of NFTs and why we're definitely attracted to it. So not for agile decision-making, it's just the nature of the democracy and giving the power back to the people. It's just a natural drawback, but a drawback nonetheless. Now, another interesting point that you touched on at the start Matt is DAOs give everyone a voice and so that does beg the question is that always a good thing should everyone always have a voice what do you think I think if you've got your own money involved then yes you should but it's better if you know what you're talking about but then it's so the benefit of the moonshot DAO the way we've set it up is it's largely friends and family so we're able to have conversations with people that we know and therefore we can have a yeah we can have a conversation and reach a mutual decision we're yet to be involved or i'm yet to be involved in a DAO with people that we don't know and it'll be interesting how the kind of decision making because of course it's a bit like trying to if you're if you have a lot of conviction about something that you're proposing then you're naturally going to try and influence other people to vote or to, to back you and support you on it i don't think that's a bad thing but that will be interesting to see how that happens with a group of people that you don't know 100 percent, and i think as we look to grow the moonshot down in the future and involve some people that we don't necessarily know really well it will be interesting to see the evolution of that decision making process and what it is like yeah but something to bear in mind for sure another kind of the DAOs that i want to raise as well is really just around the current usability of them because whilst i talked about this wonderful platform syndicate that enabled me to set everything up and deploy it very quickly i'm quite a techie person if i do say so myself i spend all my day on my laptop running a online advertising agency, so it was second nature to me. But when it came to onboarding new people into the Moonshot DAO that come from traditional business backgrounds, certainly a bit older than myself as well, to get them to go through the process of downloading Coinbase or a crypto exchange so they can actually buy the crypto in the first place, to then send that crypto from the exchange to a wallet, to then get them to connect their wallet to the platform that we use and then deposit that crypto and get rewarded their moon tokens was just like such an alien sequence of steps for so many people that we actually ended up missing out on a significant chunk of investment to the moonshot now from people because they just encountered too many issues along the way. Their exchange account wasn't getting approved. Things were just going wrong. And it just, they missed the cutoff date. Yeah. So that was a key fact. I don't know how 
you found that whole process? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's like onboarding anyone into this new space. It's better if there's no time pressure, of course, with the deadline for, there had to be a deadline for to close the initial funding of it. And that, that did bring about this kind of time frame by which it had to be done. And some stuff, because as we talked about in the last episode, it's definitely not frictionless at this point to be involved in anything involved in crypto or NFTs. And yeah, when you introduce a deadline and you're trying to get stuff done, it can be pretty painful. I think it's, if you think about the original style, the way that he's done it in selling NFTs to actually become part mm -hmm. of it. Of course, you've still got to go through that same process because you need your wallet with Ethereum in it, in this case, to be able to buy the NFT or bid on the NFT in the first place. So it's not that you can skip the steps, but he's selling to an audience of people that have already done it they've got themselves ready whereas we were talking to new people that that were starting from scratch it's at, the, at this point it's unavoidable mm -hmm. got to go through that sort of those steps to get set up and i'm sure it's certain it's going to get easier doubt but i guess our point is that uh, as we said to a few people it's going to be worth it sort of thing exactly we hope anyway or we're confident about and actually what other things in life that easy that you can just send some money to either or put it on a credit card or just do a bank transfer and get the kind of returns that we're hoping to get starting to see in nfts you've got to do a bit of work and take and it takes a bit of time exactly you you put in you only get what you put in right and exactly. you know what is exactly. a little bit of frustration at the start to potentially 10 or 100 extra money in a relatively short period of time so absolutely That's a very good for point. sure so let us round off then this episode just with the let's why should people care about DAOs? We've talked about lots of examples, we've talked about the Moonshot DAO a lot, but for the person sat there thinking this sounds cool, but why should they really care? I think it minimizes risk, not just doing it on your own. It means also that if you certainly if you find the right one or definitely when we get to the point of trying to grow the members of the membership of the Moonshot DAO, there will be like minded people or people with experience that, that will be helpful to talk talk to about what's going on and because uh, everyone's got to start somewhere i think that is a definite benefit of choosing to do things within a dow rather than just on your own 100 percent. and i think that it's worth caring about dows and learning a bit more about them because it's a very exciting new way of bringing people closer to things that they really care about whilst also making certain opportunities more accessible and mitigating the risk as we've just discussed because like Logan Paul, for example, we're now in a Discord with Logan Paul and are going to be able to connect with him in the future. Movie DAO, as another example, people are going to be able to get involved with a Hollywood, a Hollywood movie director and studios and the whole process of building a whole blockbuster amongst all other sorts of things. It's just a very unique way of bringing together people with a shared interest in a certain thing, developing that little community, but then making things happen because the world needs money to run right and by having these DAOs that you're able to pull together the financial assets and also the people and the knowledge share that means these projects can just come to life in ways that previously it's been very difficult so I think it's just a very cool concept that is going to develop into some really interesting things over the next few months and weeks for sure for sure so what is your final little outlook for DAOs in the future then Matt how do you see them change? I think I don't know, in all honesty. I think it's going to be fascinating. I'm very excited about the thought of what we can achieve with ours. I think we've still got some funds left to spend, which we talk about often in terms of we're at the point where we need to choose well in <laughs> terms of which NFTs we're going to buy. And that puts the pressure on to a certain extent because, of course, if you get it right, 
great. You can do extremely well. If you get it wrong, then it's going to take a lot longer. <laughs> but that's that's this whole thing in a nutshell, really. And so I think it's going to be very interesting to see what we can achieve with ours. And then I think it's still just, I heard about another one on a podcast just recently that is being set up so that a certain amount from each project that gets associated with this DAO can go to like charitable causes and stuff like that like DAOs are being used for lots and lots more more sort of good things helpful things but it's early days and so it's just a good topic to be aware of to understand what it means and just start doing some research is where I'm at 100% I totally agree I totally agree I think we're going to see some really exciting things emerge over the next few weeks and months I think some interesting projects are going to take some very interesting shapes and forms I hope to see another version of the constitution DAO because I just love that (laughs) but also hope that the usability is going to develop a lot because I do think before there's any large mainstream adoption the process has got to get a little bit easier, I do feel. And of course, we're in a bit of a negative turn in the markets at the moment, which does tend to mean that the overall interest in these sorts of things also takes a bit of a hit. So I'm also looking forward to when things begin to pick up and the future starts to look a little bit brighter because there will inevitably be another flurry and rush and this whole evolution will pick up a lot of pace. Yeah, I think though I've heard recently of a very wealthy DAOs are now using this time to pick up some extremely sort of blue chip valuable nfts now that they're they've on hit, discount uh, yeah on discount is exactly now they've really come down in value which means if there is a way of getting involved with those DAOs, and a lot of them i think do have a very high price point to get in but you just never know it means there are opportunities but you it comes back to our one of our original points which is you're unless you're going to throw tens of thousands of pounds at these kind of chromie squiggles or fidenzas or whatever it might be in terms of incredibly valuable nfts a dow is a much more realistic way or safer bet perhaps of trying to get involved if you can get into the right one that perhaps holds some of these already or is looking to collect the funds and group together the funds in order to buy them 100 percent, 100 percent. no i love it look that rounds us off there for this episode thank you for tuning in please do make sure to like this video for the youtube algorithm and if you're listening please do subscribe but otherwise matt thank you so much for your time pleasure and as always guys to the moon <laughs> 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 uh, woo.